0: All
1: right, we are not going to do the Twitter mailbag today. Going to take a break from that, obviously, with all the breaking news. There's just a lot to fit in there. It's it's been a very stressful last 24 hours. So if you're looking for a stress-free night out, you need to go check out Boomer Jacks. Uh, They have wallet-friendly drinks and eats, cold drink specials starting at $3, and it's the perfect spot no matter what kind of atmosphere you're looking for. You know, if you want it to be a night out with the guys... Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for happy hour with the coworkers, Boomer Jacks. If you're you're just looking to go drown your sorrows by yourself, Boomer Jacks. If you're looking for a night out with the family, Boomer Jacks. That's the spot. That's where me and my family will be later this week. I know we're going to have a nice night out, probably Wednesday night. Go hit up our local Boomer Jacks. Live music, all the games that you want, and more. There's, There's something for everybody there at Boomer Jacks. You deserve to be happy. And Boomer Jacks will give that to you. 17 DFW locations. Find yours at BoomerJacks.com. All right, Brian, we're going to try and be a little bit more positive here. Uh, Give some silver linings. Uh, You know, it was funny. uh, Last night, um, Jerry Jones talking about the the injury to Dak Prescott uh, was sort of talking about this idea of, you know, you got to have some silver linings. He said... that he's not trying to coach anybody up on on how to handle adversity, but he says he knows early on uh, you need to get you something positive and hang on to it, and that's what he's trying to do right now uh, so, so that you don't break, I guess. Um, positivity, the first thing I want to start off with positive, your left tackle, Tyler Smith, didn't look overwhelmed that? at all. That looked like an NFL yeah. left tackle to me.
0: Yeah, week, uh, week one, um, I was super, super pleased, and I know... I know sitting in that seat in the press box, my eyes were on him that first series. And I'm thinking, okay, man, just hold up here. Just, you know, twist stunts, outside rushes, inside rushes. You know, it it seemed like that everything was just really on point uh, for Tyler Smith. You know, they had the one breakdown where I don't know if it's mental on him or something happened where he comes down inside. They have the free runner on the outside and ends up giving up a sack. You know, maybe that was a, an assignment bust. It looked like to me, you don't let the edge, uh, you know, maybe that's on Dak knowing, you know, that he's going to have that free rush. You know, Tyler Smith seems like a guy that's very well prepped in what's going on. Listen to him talk after the game last uh, night, it was talking about building and going forward. And, you know, Tyler Smith, of the lists of problems that the Cowboys went through last night against Tampa – I don't think his name's on that list. I think his name's on the list of, you know, what it looks like to me. Now, even to the point, you know, Bobby, where you could think, okay, where does Jason Peters fit in this thing now? And can you use Tyler Smith as a piece somewhere else? Uh, How well did you think Farniak played? I think Farniak was fine. Yeah. But now does Tyler Smith, you know, does Peters play left tackle? Or do you just go ahead and ride with Peter, uh, ride with Smith playing left tackle because that's where he's going to play in the future? You know, do you just keep going with that, or you try and help this offense and then uh, Cooper Rush by moving Peters into the lineup and putting Smith either at left guard to take the spot he was going to play, or do you say, you know what, we're not going to go with Terrence Steele at right tackle anymore? We'll make Terrence Steele the swing and go with. With Peters, Farniak, uh, and uh, and Beaudish, uh, you know, Martin, and Smith over at right tackle. I mean, there's there were a lot of combinations. I know in the Cowboys post game show that we were myself and Ari Timken were trying to throw around in order to see if that could help uh, the situation. But I, I think in positivity, you know, the offensive line they ran. I mean, Zeke ran the ball. I thought, well, if you tell me Zeke's going to average almost five and a half yards a carry, sure. five point two a carry, man, I, I would say I'll take that all day. There, there's some people in the, the show last night in the post game that were calling in and saying maybe they should have. Kellen more got away from the run, you know, too early. That maybe you should just kept running Zeke, running Zeke, running Zeke, and maybe you could have found some offensive rhythm there, uh, you know. But uh, but as far as the offensive line goes, and Tyler Smith and those guys, I I, I thought they. I thought they held up uh, reasonably well against a very good Tampa Bay front.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, his name there a little bit, but I think that I at least came out of the game feeling like your center played pretty well. I think that Tyler Biotish did a pretty good job on that front, and yet you bringing up Zeke, I think that that's another good one. He looked to be running, you know, w- with a little bit of burst, a little bit of wiggle. Looked like he w- he was healthy, um, fresh. Yeah, fresh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we talk about 10 carries, 52 yards, and this wasn't a, a, an instance of, well, he had 10 carries and 52 yards. That's because he broke, you know, one for 30. His longest run was yeah. seven, which means he was consistently five, six, seven yards. Um, and that's what the Cowboys need out of him this season. And so I, I actually don't disagree. I think they did get away from the run a little bit early, but we're not, we're not going to be negative here. We're going to be positive. No. So we'll just positively say Ezekiel Elliott looked really good for the most well. part
0: the positivity you could say is there were questions whether the Cowboys could run the ball yeah, and they did, and they did run the ball, you know, and, uh, to the, you know, maybe it wasn't extensively like some of us might have liked to see. The thing I remember about Zeke is, you know, it's, it was so, it's just, you know, it, it just kind of typical. I remember one of the drives I was talking about last night where Zeke ran for seven and second and three, uh, Steele gets an illegal motion penalty now it's second and eight and then you have a tip pass that Dak tried to throw over the top of of David and the ball gets tipped so it's third and eight and then you know then they tries to fit the ball on the Schultz and that doesn't work or you know or it was Lamb I think it was Lamb but you know it was just the here's Zeke he gets you seven yards on the first on, on a first down carry but instead of being second and You know, second and three. It's second and now eight because you got a, you know, you got a, 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 or excuse me, you know, you get a penalty on a legal motion penalty that takes you back to now make it second and eight instead of second and three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's just the kind of stuff that the Cowboys go through. I think teams, and I know we haven't played a whole schedule, but if I play Dallas again, positivity, Brian here (laughs) running the football, but you know, I, I, I think. I think Tampa does a smart thing. They're going to make Dallas try and drive the ball. You know, you can, okay, yeah, fine. You want to drive the ball? You, you had 14 play drive to start the game and only got a field goal. You know, that's that's some of the things I think if I'm playing the Cowboys, I'm like, yeah, they could can, they can drive the ball, but they're only going to end up with three points. You know, so, but I, I will say this. I, I thought Zeke ran with, with great toughness last night.
1: You've also got, uh, I, I think somebody who, looks it doesn't look that impressive in the stat sheet uh two receptions 16 yards but I don't know I I liked both of the catches that Dennis Houston made I thought he showed toughness on both of them and and you know driving back to the ball and and looked like you know there wasn't a lot of quit in him uh I mean he wasn't done a lot of favors there were a couple times where you know Dak threw something that was short of him or or behind him or, or whatever else uh but I think that the film will be kind to Dennis Houston for the most part, even though it doesn't look that impressive in the stat sheet.
0: Yeah, I think you're, I think you're going to be right. I mean, we've talked about him as a route runner and all that, but you know, what's so funny that you mentioned that with Dennis Smith, uh, Tampa throws balls to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin until he got hurt. Julio Jones gets a ball, uh, Rashad Perryman gets a ball you know you kind of get what a Russell Gage gets a ball yep you know that's that's kind of where that's the difference right there you know and nothing against it is Houston and you know and that's maybe another day another show talking about where you know where Tolbert is and you know the people say well how does Houston beat out Tolbert well
1: over, trust I, your quarterback yeah, trusts trust. the undrafted free agent right yeah. now,
0: and, that, and that's and that's and that's really really it. But you know that's that's what the Cowboys are right now when they're throwing the ball. When Dennis Houston is an option over others, then you're thinking like, well, wow, what are the who are the Bucks throwing the ball to? They're throwing the ball to you, know, you heard all the names. You know Perryman was a first round pick, right? So. You know, I mean, right or wrong, you know, that's that's kind of the that's the difference right there when you look at, you know, the offensive attacks. And I think you're right about the film. I think it'll probably show some positivity about him. But uh, you know, man, that that whole thing with, with Tolbert you and I thought that was going to be something that was you know, and people didn't like what we were talking about. They were talking about a wasted third round pick and all. I don't think he's a I don't think that's a waste or a bust. I just, you know, I think initially Maybe this is the thing he needed. Maybe this is the thing he needed it the, the way you're like, hey, you have to work this way, you have to prep this way, you have to practice this way, you have to get him meetings this way, you have to take care of yourself off the field. Maybe this is one of those 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 what we call the old wake up call that it kind of gets him going, and, and I hope so. I think he's a very very talented kid.
1: Cowboys obviously didn't get uh, the the sack numbers that they wanted. They finished with two, both of them from Parsons, but. I do think that I saw some positivity, some good stuff along the defensive line. Three guys that, that stood out to me as, as guys that I think were making plays last night. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I think, looked really good. Um, uh, Oso Digizua made some good plays, penetrating into the backfield, You know, wrapping some runs up behind the line of scrimmage. And then even though there's not a ton that shows up in the stat sheet, I thought overall uh, Tristan Hill played okay. Um, and, 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 you know, played consistent. And that's good, at least to see carrying over from training camp into the regular season that he he continued to play. Well. There, there was one time I remember he ended up on the ground, but for the most part, I thought Tristan Hill did a decent job too.
0: Yeah. I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how active these, uh, defensive linemen were. I was, I know one thing, Bobby, I, me personally, I was putting a lot on this, uh, I was putting a lot on this defensive tackle group. You know, when you talk about Osa, Tristan, man, I mean, Neville Gallimore. I, I think there's, man, there's some some something deeper, deeper there. I think you'll probably be able to explain it better than me what's going on there. But you know, with Bohanna, you know, th- there was a lot of hope that they were going to be better. And they, you know, at times, I, I thought there was, it was tough. I thought it was tougher. Tampa to have to attack the middle of the line. I thought their best runs were on the edges, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys played overall, because I know I'm expecting a lot from them. And I think in the run on some of them, they were, they were good. And we'll see how close they got on some of these pass rushes. Brady did a great job of taking the ball and getting rid of it. He was not going to let. He's a pro. Yeah. He was not going to let this rush affect him. And when they then he did have to hold the ball a little bit. That's when you were able to see some of the better pressure from those guys.
1: And then finally, my my big positivity here, Brian, with two touchbacks and a 51-yard field goal made, Brett Maher didn't cost you the game last night. I, Brett Maher, honestly, he did what you needed from him. He made the 50-yarder, gets the touchbacks, and actually during warm-ups looked pretty good. Uh, he hit two out of three from 60, and uh, I think he was perfect or maybe missed one was all in his kicks between like 40 and 58 and so yeah. that's the kind of consistency you need to see from the kicker
0: yeah no uh, you're and how about that your practice squad guy gets you points last night who would have thought of that?
1: and your practice squad guy finishes the game at quarterback
0: yeah exactly that's that's that that's something you never want to see right there yeah. but yeah i i think the positivity yeah you know that i was i'm not gonna lie i know it's positivity uh talk here but We kind of saw a little bit about what could happen, too, with the return game and, you know, with Turpin. I mean, I – Not as
1: great as he wanted.
0: Yeah, I love the fact – I mean, I love the fact that he's willing to bring it out and things like that and try. And, you know, sometimes you catch teams sleeping on that. and So, that'll be a little bit of a work in progress. But, man, the the kid has the ability. But to go back to the kicking part of it, for for Brett Maher to knock that one home from 51 – I thought that was a, a good start to his season.
1: Well, that does it for us. We will uh, be back Wednesday looking ahead to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals who had a tough loss against, a tough loss against the Steelers on Crazy Sunday. Uh, Joe Burrow with five turnovers on his own. Uh, it'll be an interesting discussion this week seeing how they're going to game plan for this team without Dak Prescott now. Uh, but we'll have a, a couple nights of sleep. In between then, Brian and I will have more than the three-hour sleep we're going off of from the late night last night with the the Cowboys game. Uh, But until Wednesday, we will talk to you guys later.